Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. We are your co-hosts, Lady J. And T. How are you, T? I'm great. And how are you? Terrible. Oh, why? <laughs> I'm just like really low energy today. Well, let's see what Disclaimer. we can do about that. Let's see what we can do about that. Hopefully lots of things. <laughs> um, okay, so... Before we get into this week's episode, uh-huh. or today's episode, I should say, um, I did. So we've been getting like a pretty good response from people after the vote episode. Yeah. Which, as we record, is the episode that like just aired or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, people are like tweeting at us and stuff. But one like super awesome, amazing listener um, who. I'm hoping is okay with us saying that her name is Cheryl. I won't give away her last name. Um, Wrote this like whole thing of like her breakdown of like each of the Camdens and like what she thinks their politics are. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't even begin to tell you guys like how intricate this is. Like, and so we, we figured the best way to do it justice is just to like read it. Yeah. (laughs) Cause it's that good. So, um, you know, if you like don't care or whatever, like, you know, skip that forward button a few times or whatever. <laughs> but, um, but because this is not short, <laughs> but it's fun. So, okay. So she starts with Eric. She goes, definitely a Republican who was happy to cast a vote for Reagan, both Bushes, McCain, Romney, etc. However, in the context of today's politics, I peg Eric as a never Trump Republican. He supported John Kasich in the 2016 primaries and voted for former Republican governor turned libertarian Gary Johnson in the general election he probably wasn't super thrilled about that but couldn't support trump and couldn't bring himself to support hillary i can't see this man ever voting for a woman president um although he probably wouldn't admit to himself that he wouldn't trust a woman with the presidency he'd have blamed it on her emails or her policy positions (laughs) eric would probably see writing in romney or something as throwing away his vote which he wouldn't do but could justify voting for a third party candidate as a principled stand Alternatively, he might have voted for Evan McMillan. Did he make the ballot in California? (laughs) I love her. In 2018, he still despises Trump, but really wants that anti-Roe v. Wade vote on the Supreme Court and wants to continue the war on drugs. See every marijuana episode in this series. So he'll vote the party line in the midterms. (laughs) So good. This woman is a god. I love her so much. Okay, so then she goes into Annie. I see Annie in the timeline of the show as a registered Republican, but one who doesn't necessarily vote the party line. She probably routinely votes for both for both Republicans and Democrats in any normal world. I would expect her to become more conservative over the years, but in the context of our current insane political climate, she did the opposite. She voted for Hillary in 2016, most likely with some reluctance, but by 2018, she's a full-blown Democrat. She's horrified by Trump, by Roy Moore, by Brett Kavanaugh, etc. She wants this party out of power ASAP. Which I feel like is like very on point for Annie. I Yeah, <laughs> I also believe that this is an episode. Like, <laughs> It's well thought out. I love it. So great. 
Um, okay, so then for Matt, Matt strikes me as a conservative Democrat. He's sort of a tepidly pro-choice. He's in favor of the ACA. He's against locking up undocumented immigrants who haven't done anything wrong. But he's also annoyed by identity politics and business regulations. He told Sarah that he voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016, but he actually voted for Gary Johnson. I can't <laughs> imagine any of the Camden men ever voting for a woman president, really. It's just not in them. In 2018, he identifies with red state Democrats and blue state Republicans. Think Joe Manchin, Susan Collins, etc. In the midterm, he'll probably mostly vote for Democrats, but with a few Republicans to balance things out, or when he thinks the Democrat is too radical. Then we get into Sarah, which I'm like, I'm glad she hit. She's hard to get a read on, but my guess is that she's significantly more liberal than Matt. Hardcore Hillary Clinton supporter, wore a pink pussy hat and participated in the Women's March. Awesome. Hashtag resistance all the way in 2018. Awesome. <laughs> Most definitely yeah. for Sarah. No question. Um, Mary and Carlos, oh, putting shit. these two together because I guess it's canon that Carlos's politics are whatever Mary says they are. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty much on the same level as Sarah. Sarah, the three of them try to drag Matt further leftward. In 2018, I see Mary maybe running for city council or school board president or something. I know sh- I know the show likes to characterize Mary as this eternally screwed up bimbo, but I don't really buy it. I think she's free-spirited but smart. She's not afraid to take a leap of faith. I picture her as one of the women who saw what happened in 2016, saw everything that's happened since, and did this thing that women do, that fuck it, I'll clean up the mess myself thing. So she's running for something. The supportive husband is a bonus in that case. Nice. I like that. I yeah. like that she, I think, like us, is a Mary advocate. You yeah. Know? It's like, just because the show shits on Mary doesn't Seriously. mean we all have to. Yeah. Um, okay. This is my favorite, I think, <laughs> for Kevin. <sighs> this guy's a Republican and Trump supporter. <laughs> Voted Trump in 2016 while wearing a MAGA hat. Law and order and all that jazz. In 2018, he's still on the Trump train. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lucy, also a Republican, let's face it, Lucy is white privilege personified. She was not thrilled with Trump. She was a Kasich fan in the primary, like her dad, but reluctantly voted for him in the end. By 2018, she's increasingly uncomfortable with Trump and with the general direction of the GOP, but not enough to actually do anything about it. She'll vote the party line in the 2018 midterms, but probably won't cast another vote for Trump in 2020. She won't tell Kevin that, though. Yeah, (laughs) I believe this 100%. This happened. Okay, Simon, likely a registered independent or libertarian. He's that guy who was posting who's Ron Paul all over the internet a few years back, (laughs) then got really into Bernie Sanders during the 2016 primaries. He was probably one of those guys calling Hillary Clinton supporters vagina voters in 2016. He wrote in Bernie in the general election in 2018. He's still a Bernie stan. Um, Martin, a Republican, voted for Trump, but was probably hoping that Pence would be making more of the big decisions. He worries that Trump's erratic decisions will put troops in danger. He's still publicly he's still pro- publicly pro-Trump in 2018, but probably secretly wishes for an impeachment or some other implosion that would get Trump out of the way and let a more traditional Republican take over. He's a big fan of Paul Ryan. Ah. Uh, I don't know if I completely agree with this characterization of Martin. I get where she's coming from, yeah, though. Definitely. Like, and we've seen the evidence to kind of sort of support some of that stuff. Yeah, but maybe it becomes more apparent like in the future. I mean, yeah. we still have like two and a half seasons of Martin to go. Yeah, they they do have more knowledge than us. So. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. 
Um, Ruthie, hardcore Green Party, our Democratic Socialist Party member, but she was smart enough to recognize that Jill Stein was kind of a flake and then writing, writing in Bernie was pointless. So she voted for Hillary in the 2016 general election. In 2018, she continues to support the Green, Socialist, or Radical Leftist candidate in every primary. But in the general election, she'll vote for the furthest left candidate who has a chance to win, even if they're more conservative than she would like. I see her being generally frustrated with mainstream politicians, but practical enough not to vote for for fringe whack jobs who can't win. I would I could see her as a big Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and Cynthia Nixon supporter if she moved to New York as an adult. Mm. I kind of buy it. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. tracks for Ruthie, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And then you guys, Cheryl did us all a favor by throwing in a bonus in Robbie. <laughs> I know. We totally forgot about Robbie when we did our own rundown. I love that she went went, went for it. Um, I know he's not around anymore, but he lived in the Camden household, so I'm counting him as one of them. Plus, he's just such a recognizable type. He's that guy who only ever votes if someone close to him, wife, girlfriend, unofficial unfo- foster parents, whoever, drags him to the polls and puts the pen in his hand. He does not research the candidates or issues. He likes to say that he's just not that into politics, and he's never going to understand that what he thinks of as just politics are things that profoundly affect other people's lives. If he does vote, it's only for president. He leaves the other choices blank or fills in the bubbles at random like a kid who didn't study taking a multiple choice test and just (laughs) hoping for the best. Who he voted for in 2016, if he voted in 2016, is probably completely reliant on who the strongest influence in his life was at that time. Mary. If he was hanging around with Mary and Carlos, he probably voted for Hillary. And if he was hanging out with Kevin a lot, he probably voted for Trump. 2018 Robbie is probably annoyed and bewildered at the politics talks that talk that's invading his sports, entertainment, video games, and everything else. He can't understand why everyone else doesn't just shut up about politics already and doesn't realize that his ability to ignore it stems from the fact that no one is trying to deport him or legislate what he can do or this body. <laughs> Robbie has never voted in a midterm election in his life and probably is isn't going to start in 2018. <laughs> I believe that. I I mean, I love that. Yeah. Like and what I love too is like that you know, it's not even like reading that and coming from from a listener or whatever, I feel like doesn't feel biased at all because it's genuinely like about these stupid Camden characters. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, you know I know. I mean? Like and it's like stupid, you know. Um, but you know what's not stupid is going out to the polls and voting in these <laughs> midterm elections. You guys, we said it in episode five. I'm saying it again. Do vote, it. Vote, 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 vote. It's so important. However you lean, stand for you know what you believe in and make yep. that voice heard. So, anywho, anywho, that wraps up old business. Yep. <laughs> Um, so without further ado, let's get in to episode 908, Why Not Me? Why Not Me? <laughs> or Why Not Me? Yeah, or that one. No, I think it's Why Not Me, right? I think yeah. the, in this episode, like for the, what this episode's talking about? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the Amazon Prime spoilie is Eric aids four siblings separated by foster care. Mm. Okay, kind of a spoiler, like a genuine spoiler about the four siblings there, especially because of how the show like reveals them. Yep. Um, And then 
the DVD description is when Simon asks Kevin to lend him $500, it sets off a chain of events that alerts Eric to the plight of foster children. Later, Eric asks the congregation to help. Mm. Yeah. So right off the bat, well, (laughs) right off the bat, I'm going to say like, I enjoyed the pacing of this episode. Yeah. Especially like the first three fourths of it. Like it kind of slowed down towards the end once we got into like the typical, you know, seventh heaven Heaven. of it all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I really enjoyed sort of like the fast cuts, the, the not dwelling on shit. It was just like on to the next thing, you know, like very like, um, you know, I don't know, paced well. There's no better way to say that, you know? Um, because, well, I liked that. And then I genuinely hated Lucy's inability to stand by her man. Yep. And be like fucking like suckling at the teat that is her father in this episode. Mm -hmm. Like it frustrated me to no end. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, even now, just thinking about it, like, I don't even know how to talk about it cogently because I'm just like, my blood is boiling. <laughs> mm. It was annoying. My dad, if he can't solve problems, then no one can. Like, get out of here. And then and then when Kevin's like, I can do this, she's like, it's a trap. Like, bitch, whose side are you on right now? Yeah, seriously. Like, like I get that that's your dad. I'm not saying choose sides, but, like, that's your man. Like, mm-hmm. you have you no faith in his ability to problem solve? Yeah. I don't, ugh, it's, it's problematic for me, like, that she is that way about her husband. It's like, I don't oh, know. The show is so smart. <laughs> Infinitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't even know how to talk about it. Like, I, there's a bunch of stuff happens. So, like, Kevin and Lucy go into the house to tell Annie and Eric that Simon called yeah. and asked for $500. Mm-hmm. And that Kevin was just like going to give it to him and didn't think it was that big a deal. But then Lucy was like, we need to tell my parents. So here we are. Yeah. And then I'm sorry. Do you hear Is there a tweeting bird inside the house? I don't know. It sounds like it. Is it my headphones? No, it can't be your headphones. Like, cause (laughs) I know I was like, where's this bird underneath my ear? Like, it's so weird. As long as there's not a bird in the house. Unless it's like right by your window going, Hey, what's up? (laughs) Is it? I can't see. I I guess we just spoiled where our studio is. <laughs> um, I mean, it only took two years. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so, what was I saying? Oh, right. So, so Kevin's all like, it's not that big a deal. Like, I consider him my brother. I definitely loan my family that much money, if, if or that yeah. kind of money, if they called and said I want, I need it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, Kevin's not tripping. Yeah, and like. Lucy and Annie and Eric are like, what? He wants money? That must mean something's going wrong. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Especially $500. I know. It's like so much. It is, but it's yeah. not like... It is, It's but- not like he's asking for like, you know, a couple thousand or something. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Whatever. So, so Kevin's like, dude, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, can I fucking handle... Like, he came to me. Mm-hmm. I only came to you because your stupid daughter made me. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like I got this. Like, I'm a cop. I'm a man. I'm about to be a father. Like, can I fucking do this or not? Yeah. You know? And so Eric's like, oh, sure, sure, sure. Passive aggressive as fuck. I can't stand it. Oh, my God. I was I was losing my mind at, at Eric and Lucy in this episode today. I know. I know. Like, I'm like, what are... What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. I... It, 
I know. I know. So weird. Yeah. So Kevin's, uh, so Eric's like, sure, yeah, okay, you can go, you can try, you know, whatever. And that's when Lucy's like, it's a trap. And he's like, all right, it's a trap. I'm like, oh my God, Eric. Yeah. When that entire shit was going down, I was, I really wanted to shut off whatever I was watching. I said, I don't know if I can give into this episode. It was very hard. Yeah. Very difficult. Because already it was setting up a pace that you thought that, oh, fuck, typical seventh heaven Thing. I, wrote it down. I wrote it down. I go, I go, this sucks because now he's not going to be able to handle it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, why am I going to watch him fail? Yeah. It's like, it's like way to telegraph yeah. the, the point. But they buried the lead because of course this episode's not even about that in the end. No. Which, okay, I have to give the show props for that. Like for, for storytelling. Wise. Yeah. One time <laughs> in their lives. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not completely fair. True. We've given I know. them props I know. before. I know. I always have to like be, you know, the fair judge and everything that we say. And I hate um, it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so he's like, it's like, okay, fine, go. But like, you know, I'm only a phone call away if you need me or whatever. Yeah. And Kevin's like, I won't. But thanks. <laughs> Which like, okay, hubris much. Yeah. Um. So then when he goes, it starts to feel a little fishy because Simon's like, oh, like, that's why I called you. I didn't want to talk to my parents. Like, da, da, da. Yeah. And Kevin's like, okay, but like in the interest of like being just and fair, like if I'm going to handle this instead of your dad, like I need to know all the details like you would tell your like your dad, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, because I'm not going to like, you know, not play by the rules of the family or whatever, you know? Exactly. God, these headphones are killing me today. Um, I'm sure like you can pick, like I'm sure the mic is picking up all the clacking and stuff. Um, so I apologize to our listeners. So anyway, so Simon's like, oh, but I don't want to tell you anything. Like, it's not that big a deal. I just it's to help out a friend, whatever. Yeah. So then we like learn through various like interviews that kevin conducts seriously with multiple like people of authority at the school like first it's the ra then it's the dean of students mm-hmm. then it's the dean of the school or yeah whatever. um that like simon's a fuck up yep who has fucked up one too many times yeah and so this this final infraction of his is what got him kicked out of the dorms like because he was letting a girl stay with him yeah and that's obviously not allowed um, and the reason he was letting this girl stay with him is because they've known each other since high school. She was living with some guy. They got into a huge fight. He kicked her out. She has nowhere to go. She has no money, no job, whatever. And so Simon was like helping her out. And like Kevin feels like, I don't know what Kevin's whole thing was. Like he would, he was just trying to make the school turn the other way and like go like he can stay. He basically, and yeah, that was his way of solving the problem. Yeah. And that way he can, he wanted Simon to stay so he doesn't get kicked out of his dorm and he would help the girl give her the money. That, that Kevin offered that? Yeah, he did. He oh, would rather okay. like have helped the other person that needed it. Right. That's right. Because he says that to Simon. He's like, well, 
this has been going on for months. Like, why didn't you think about this sooner? Like before when she first got kicked out of her apartment or whatever, yeah. why not call me then? I could have given her the money. You would have never gotten kicked out of the dorms. Yeah. And Simon is an idiot, but he I is. kind of get how that could happen. Right. Where, where in the moment you're like, okay, sure. Like, we'll you know, we'll get by for a couple of days, you know, we'll, yeah, yeah. we can break the rules. We won't get caught. And then all of a sudden it snowballs and then you don't even, you're like, you're too deep into it to see yeah. the big picture of yeah, it, it anymore. Happens. You know, like I, I, I can see how his situation came to pass, mm-hmm. but also like um, Kevin's right. Like that is exactly what you should have done to begin with, you know? Yeah. Um, so finally after he's interviewed all the people and no one's going to give him a chance to stay in the dorms, Kevin calls Eric and is like, okay, well, I'm over my head. Come. Well, yeah. Cause he gets schooled even by the Dean towards the end. Well, he like, you have a lot to learn. I don't know what she just, you know, basically schooled him. Well, but she says shit that, that, that no Dean would ever say. She's like, you know, it would be one thing if I was talking to his parents right now, what Dean gives a fuck about yeah. a college student's parents. Exactly. Right now? Like this kid is over 18. He's a college student. He's in a full blown adult. You're not talking to mommies and daddies in yeah, college anymore. Exactly. You know? Um, anyway, so, so then Eric comes and basically reiterates what we already know, which is that he talked to everybody. No one's going to let him stay. Yeah. But he did speak to somebody who rents, who has like a building for like low income grad students, like yeah. single apartments or whatever. And that he finagled it so that the guy would allow Simon and Christina, who's the girl to yeah. each get their own apartments and are um, serious about studying. That's right. The The caveat is like, they can't be dicking around, yeah. and, you know, whatever. These are like serious apartments for serious students. And Simon's like, okay, it's fine. Like, oh, thank you, whatever. And so like, it seems to be like going okay. Like, like nothing's blowing up in yeah. our faces. And then, and then Thanks. Eric says like, I want to meet this girl. And so mm-hmm. like she comes in and he, and I'm like, here we go. She's going to be a hot mess. It's going to be a whole drama. Yeah. Not at all. She's actually a super together girl who's like truly just a little bit in struggle right now because she has no place to live, has no money because she hasn't had it, doesn't have a job. Yeah. She's on scholar, partial scholarship, all this stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she really just needs some help right now, like yeah. financially to get on her feet and then whatever. She's not trying to move. She's not like, no, not at all. Nothing. She's just happens she's just to struggling. be in a situation. You yeah. Know? And so you're like, okay, damn, like, where's this going? Because, She's yeah. just she's just a normal chick and they've already set it up. Like Eric's going to help her with the money and like they're going to have two apartments. So there's no drama about them living together. Yeah. We're yeah. like, so where is this going? And then all of a sudden the other shoe drops. Yep. So turns out she has a sister in foster care. Yeah. Oh, well, the bigger story is that she's a, she was a foster kid, right? She lived at social services, hasn't had a family. As soon as she turned 18, she was able to come to college. Yeah. But then she has a, still has a sister in the system. Mm-hmm. And she could really use some help. So, of course, Eric being Eric to the rescue, he comes, goes to meet her. This bitch is a chatterbox. Yeah, dude. She wouldn't stop. I was like, and breathe. <laughs> breathe? Okay, cool. Let's not. Let's not. She keeps talking, talking, talking. We learned that she was the one that was going to marry Harry. Harry. Yeah, dude. Way to bring that around. I know. I kind of was impressed by that. I was like, oh, damn. This is the girl. And, and, and again, though, good on the show, like burying the lead. Because all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit. This is the Meredith show. And it's yeah. going to be drama about Harry. 
nope. nope. Because within one minute, she drops the bomb on Eric that they have a third, third sister, sister and who lives in a different facility because she's special needs or whatever. So, well, she doesn't even say it. Ruthie drops. Oh, that bomb. that's right. You're right. It, Ruthie does tell her that because Eric comes home sort of like defeated a little bit. Like and he this doesn't is know where, what to do. And this is where Annie's like trying to like very subtly but not so subtly yeah. but like almost passive aggressively be like we don't have room you told her that right yeah <laughs> like, we don't have room for more kids right <laughs> like every chance she gets she's like not us though yeah <laughs> like, you know like it's not gonna be here okay um it's pretty funny like we've adopted too many kids already <laughs> annie doesn't have much to do in this episode but what little she does is pretty great yeah <laughs> so that's when ruthie's like oh yeah i know her she's in my class whatever so then um we meet we meet this girl and she's i think i guess paraplegic i don't know she's in she's in a wheelchair um and so they're talking 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 and she's not as much of a chatterbox as her older sister is but she's like oh cool like thanks like you're gonna help me find a home like is it with you guys i know you guys take strays you know whatever like that's cool and then and then and then she she's the one who's like you're also gonna help danny right yeah (laughs) eric's like who's danny My little brother. It's so great. And then you meet this little cutie baby boy. He's so cute. He's so sweet. He's like, I know I, I don't get into fights. They just beat me up. Because <laughs> he has this black eye. Yeah. And he's like, don't let this fool you. I'm not much of a bully. <laughs> like, <gasps> such a sweetheart. Bless his heart. So cute. I know. But who escorts him in is Greta, Greta. who we've met before in the episode with Dude, the domestic abuse, yes, right? Such sass. Her walking and looking at him like, mm, oh, I'm going to go over there. Girl, I am here for Greta. Like, yeah. she comes in. She's like, mm-hmm, here you go. She sits down. She lets Eric have her have his little meeting with Danny, yeah. which doesn't last very long because Danny's like, I have to go pee. Oh, no. He goes, is there a bathroom without a line? Yeah. <laughs> My heart exploded for this little boy. He's so so cute. cute. So Eric's like, yeah, yeah, around the corner. So when he leaves, that's when Greta, like, basically, like, schools him on, like, what exactly he's trying to do here, Mm -hmm. you know? See, some things are your business and some things are my business. Now, you stepped into my business and you think you're going to solve this little problem all on your own. Like, I never even tried. No, I'm sure you've tried. Yes, I have. I know the Davis family, know them very well. But you never called me to ask me if I knew them or if I could help you. You just went right from one to the other. Yeah, I did kind of do that, didn't I? Christina Davis is one of our success stories. Most kids who spend their childhood in social services don't end up doing that well. As you know, and I know you know, there just isn't any kind of support system in place for kids who age out of the system and never get adopted. When these kids turn 18, like Christina, we just show them the door and sadly wait for them to return. Pregnant, drug addicted, victims of domestic violence. That's the future for most of these kids. And ironically, if they get addicted to drugs, we have programs to help them. Pregnant, abused, we have programs. We have all kinds of programs to help them if the worst happens, but we have no programs to help them when they succeed. We're a government agency. Each year we get less money and more kids. So what are you going to do, Reverend? 
Because the Davis family problem is a nationwide problem. You want to come to our rescue? Great. Because we need some help. Boom. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like that she has a moment of like, okay, so now try to tell me how to do my job. Right? Yeah. But then also it just becomes like very serious and somber. Like this is the hard reality yeah. of these kids' situation, you know, mm-hmm. not just these Davis kids, but the how many hundred and fifty or did I make up that number? Uh, Eric drops a number at, at the end of yeah, how many kids just in the country that are mm-hmm. in the system or whatever. Um, and I think we've talked about this too before because I had a coworker who was in the system and he allowed me to like tell his story. Oh, yeah, Remember? Yeah, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't make that up, did I? No, you didn't. No, yeah. Because I guess because recycled stories is what we do on Seventh Heaven. But um, yeah, so he, Eric basically realizes like, oh shit, like I'm definitely in over, in my, over my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is hilarious because he was like so smug. And so, like, self-assured with Kevin just 15 minutes ago, you know? Um, And so he's like, fuck, what do I do? What do I do? Meanwhile, Annie's like, not here. Um, (laughs) And and meanwhile, everybody around him, meaning his kids, right? So Ruthie, Lucy, um, I think even, like, Martin gets into it a little bit. Everyone is, like, so quick to tell him, you got this, Dad. Like, if anyone can solve this, it's you. Like, you always know how to help people. Like, you're so good. They're making it sound like this is, like, some kind of procedural show where he just has to, like, solve the clues, you know? Like, this is not that. (laughs) It's such a different situation. Like, this is talking about, like, first of all, the lives of these four children Mm -hmm. in particular. But... Like, the well-being of all these kids in the foster system that are clearly, like, I don't want to say neglected, but are unable to be cared for in the best possible way, Mm -hmm. you know? Or given the kind of attention and care that children require and all that shit, you know? So, meanwhile... (laughs) Meanwhile... I lost my train of thought for a second. Meanwhile... He's convinced himself because it's worked in the past. Oh yeah, that he's gonna go, go try to talk to this these kids' mom yep. because, like, you know, she's their mom. Like, of course she's because he thinks I'm just gonna pull it at her heartstrings and do my Eric thing. Yeah, and everything will be great because it happened once. Because it happens all the fucking time for That's him. True. All he has to do is give an impassioned speech and cry a little bit, and everyone's like, "You're right." Yeah, fuck off. I'm glad that the show finally <laughs> fuck was off. like. I know I'm glad that Seventh Heaven, like that BH herself was like, yeah. okay, we have to like have him not win for a minute here. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Or at least make it harder for him to win. Yeah, um, it's true. So he calls Greta. He's like, I want to go hook up with these kids, mom, whatever. And she's like, that is a bad idea, my yeah. friend. I know her. I've met her. She is not their solution. She goes to rehab. She cleans up. She goes to court. She gets them back for like a day. And then yeah. she's right back in rehab again. And these kids get right back into the system, which makes them impossible to adopt because they're never yeah. in the system long enough to be adopted. And it's just a terrible cycle. And Eric's like, let me try. <laughs> he basically is like, hold my beer. Yeah. Like, fucking hold my bible um (laughs) even better fucking eric so greta's like okay but take kevin with you because i don't know where the fuck she lives or whatever tell him to be in uniform yeah that was the best (laughs) it was so good so then 
he and Kevin go in his squad car. Yeah. And Kevin's like, Kevin's like, do you really need me to like go in with you or like what's yeah. this about? And he's like, no, I don't need you to go in with me. But like, I'm glad to know that you're here or whatever. So then, but before they can even think about going in anywhere, Mackenzie Phillips, Phillips pops yep. up. I was kind of like, it's a badass move having her be this per- play this character. Yeah. I think like given her own personal history exactly. as a human being and the, what everybody knows about her and like for her to like sort of in this meta sense maybe yeah. like own her own shit by I playing know. this character a little bit. I, think, I don't maybe I'm reading maybe. into it, but um she shows up, she's like smoking a cigarette, she's like blowing smoke in Eric's face. face. Yeah. He's and Eric's like, Okay, why don't we go talk? And she's like, I don't need to talk to you, like whatever, like, you know, and so so he's like why did you agree to talk to me? And she's like, I need money. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. I was hoping you'd give me money. And because she doesn't, and she has now decided she doesn't even want her kids anymore. Like, like the whole game of like going back to court, getting custody of them back. She doesn't even, and she's not even interested in doing that. No. She's like, let them, they, they can take care of themselves. They've been doing it for this long. They're resilient. Yeah. And she goes, they have each other. And Eric's like, no, they don't. They're yeah. all separated. They don't have each other, mm-hmm. you know? And she's like, yeah, whatever. And then when he's like, okay, will you at least like give up your, your rights, rights so that yeah. somebody can fucking adopt him? She's like, no, those are my kids. I'm like, oh my God, this is a hot mess, dude. Yeah. Like, this is a slow train to nowhere. Like, it's this a, woman is so fucked up. It's, oh man, it was a little scary watching that, but also, God, I love Mackenzie Phillips, I know, dude. she's so good. Because uh, like, I believe that I can hate her. Oh, I was like, yeah. She's phenomenal. Yeah. And unapologetic with her selfishness? Absolutely not. It was oh, so good. Great. And when he's like, yeah, when he's like, he's like, so why do you agree to talk to me if you're not going to deal with any of this shit? And he's like, money, dude. I was yeah. hoping you'd give me a handout because you're a priest. Isn't that what y'all do? Yeah. And Eric's face looks angry and also shocked. And I was like, good on you, Eric. It actually, I believe you're acting she right now. She hit you. She hit you where it hurts. Yeah. Because also, too, which I think it's one of the kids that says to him at some point, you know, one of the Davis kids that yeah. says to him at some point, like, oh, like, you know, you're not really going to like, like, aren't you just going to like help or something? Because isn't that what you church people do? Like yeah. you say you want to help and then you kind of like get involved for half a second and then nothing really happens yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like lots of like pointed Barbie sort of remarks, mm-hmm. you know, to Eric in particular, but like sort of society, if yeah. you will, you know, yeah. as a whole. Um, like interesting, interesting stuff happening in this episode. Yeah. So Eric's like deflated now. He's he's tried all his tools in his toolbox. Nothing's worked. He doesn't know what to do. He's literally at a loss. And he's like, still not here though. <laughs> um and he's like, he's like, okay, I know. But he's like, he doesn't know what to do. So then he um asks God. Well, he does, but then but then Annie calls him. <laughs> he asks God to give him like the you know the strength and the patience yeah. to find something and he just like walks in well doesn't she call him no oh, she, she, she walks le- in. yeah she leaves him a note saying oh, i'm at lucy's acting oh, like that's it's right her <laughs> like own she's place gone. yeah yeah <laughs> and then she'll come home when kevin gets that's home right. and she comes in wouldn't it be such a great idea if we get everybody in our in our church like church to get involved. involved in social services where they all sign up and then greta can basically guide them and i'm like all right 
I mean, listen, it's it's exactly it's actually not the a bad idea that that they that they have. It's the only option they have yeah. left in their toolbox, and right? It's actually a really to, good option to basically. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, get the church in motion. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, God, why how can I think of the word? Like, operate, not, 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 not operationalize. Um, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like, to like get them into action, action or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's, that, that's, that was what Annie's idea was like to get the whole church community as a group, like to support each other yeah. to get certified as foster parents mm-hmm. because, you know, so many people don't do it because they don't think they can or their fear of rejection or, you know, they don't know what it takes or all that shit. Yeah. Like there's so many reasons why people don't become foster parents, yeah. you know? So why don't we take some of that fear away by getting all in it together, all, you know, exactly. all together. So, so and it's actually a great idea. Like it really I, I'm is. not saying it's going to work and solve the world's problems like Eric seems to think it might at the end. <laughs> One <laughs> child at a time. He legit. He's like when he gathers all the people in his little office which makes me die because they obviously couldn't get the church, church set. Exactly. <laughs> so they had to put him in the office like awkward as fuck and there's like a little TV in the corner. I'm like what is this? Back in <laughs> high school? So lame. When we would all get excited when that TV would roll into the oh, class. You're like, yes, it's movie time. Oh, man. The greatest. I remember once watching Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> twice in sixth grade. God, such joy. That's how obsessed we were with that movie. Um, so anyway, so when he's finally gathering up all the people and talking to them and giving them his impassioned speech, you yes. know, he says, he's like, and since I've already opened up my church doors, I figured why stop at just this country? Why not try to solve the world's problems? I'm like, are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're lucky to solve Glen Oaks problems. Seriously. Dude. Are you fucking insane? Like, what are you thinking? That he's God. You think think a Glen Oak foster parent's going to get some kid from New York to foster? Are you you dumb? (laughs) Or from Dubai to foster? (laughs) Like, like, anyway, I can't even handle him. And then they show this, like, honestly, way too long. Long of a video video or whatever. Of just like, I'm guessing a bunch of foster families. Yeah, yeah. Some of them look like nuclear families. I couldn't believe that any one of those kids were fostered. Yeah. Um, Mm. But, so that's kind of it. Yeah, no, dude, nothing else happens. It's, the focus is on this. Yeah. And Mackenzie Phillips. And Mackenzie Phillips. Who basically wins the episode? Yeah, she wins the season, as far as I'm concerned. Unless I think I'm so. convinced otherwise in future eps. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. Again, like not much to say. It's just kind of like a pretty like straightforward, not much to it kind yeah. of episode, you know. Um. Oh, I do want to say so. A couple of honorable mentions, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. When we're at Simon's dorm. And Eric is has come to like, you know, or actually, is it before Eric gets there when we meet Monty? Uh, uh-huh. We meet Monty with uh, Kevin. With Kevin. OK, so yeah. so that's right, because because Kevin and Simon come back to his dorm, which is where Kevin's going to conduct his interviews. Yeah, with yeah. All these people and Monty's there and 
Um, Eric has already called Monty oh, dude. <laughs> once or twice it's looking so for good. Kevin and Simon. And so we get some like color on the kind of person Monty is. Yep. Who are you? Oh, this is my brother, Kevin. He's married to Lucy, my sister. You married your sister? My sister. I thought you just said he was your brother. He has a thing about not being brother-in-law and, and being a brother. You know, the one big happy family. Oh, yeah. I've heard about those big happy families before, but I don't think I've ever really seen one. <laughs> I yeah. choose to believe he's talking about, like, Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> Or like, or like, whatever, like polygamists, you know, mm. not if not strictly Mormon. I feel like that's what he's thinking when he's saying, when he thinks that or when he says that. Oh man, that dude's weird. Yeah, he is weird. It's also funny too because Monty keeps getting name dropped. Like, like this is not the first time we've heard about Monty. That's true. It's not the first time we've seen Monty either. Like all of a sudden, Monty's this like real character in yeah. Simon's other life. You know, like. We're going to give him a few lines. It's like the third time we've gone to Monty. <laughs> like, it's so bizarre. Uh, any other observations? No, other than uh, Kevin's strut into Simon's college. Oh, oh yeah, when, well, when all the girls are checking him out. Yeah, I was like, really? I was like, okay, Seventh Heaven, way to show off that you have one hot guy on your show. Cool. <laughs> well, and that's the two-minute silent scene for this episode, that's too. That's true, yeah. Showing up at the campus and strutting around and all these girls looking at him like, oh, hi. What's also, that? As it makes me laugh because that means like that school is so small. Yeah. That when you see someone, you're like, oh, my God, who's the new guy? Like, seriously, not just that you've never seen him before, but that he must be fresh meat. Oh, my (laughs) God. Who's the new guy? Yeah. (laughs) Imagine that. That's really funny. And wearing a suit. Like, really? It was a bit much. Yeah. Just a little. (laughs) But I, I mean, I guess it was like it lent him a little bit of authority. I guess. But still, like, fat lot of good that did him. It was useless in the end. Yeah, because. Eric knows all. Eric can save the world. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I'm over this show. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Let's rate it. Thumb up, thumb down. Me too. Yeah. I, I, I can't give it two thumbs up. No way. Yeah. Because there's a lot of issues. But again, I kind of like that the show was a little. It was harder mm-hmm. on the truth. Mm-hmm. So on it, the facts. Yeah, it didn't. I, I like that. Yeah, it and it, you're. Do you know what you bring up? Another good point too. I, I don't even know if this was your point, but it reminded me <laughs> of one. Um, it, there is a, like there's like a grit yeah. to this episode, yeah. you know, that is like uncommon for mm-hmm. the show. Um, yeah, Mackenzie Phillips wins. Annie's being hilarious wins. Yeah. Not this house. <laughs> Not here though. Okay, they're welcome to come for dinner, but that's it. <laughs> we are closed for the foster business yeah and even at the end when she's like she's like you know we could all get into it together not us but we could help yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> so funny it's great there's lots of beats of that throughout the whole episode it Good never you, gets Annie. old <laughs> yeah thumb up thumb down yeah pretty middle of the road you know yeah like exactly. could have been worse could have been a lot greater. <laughs> always. It can always be better. Very true. <laughs> very, very true. 
Um, okay, well, mm-hmm. I think that about does it for us this time around. You guys, as always, <laughs> don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify. We're on Spotify, y'all. Um, yeah, don't forget to do that. You guys rate and review us on iTunes or wherever. Um, you know, it really helps a lot. Um, it takes like 10 seconds and is really cool. And if you please, rate, please, and if you leave us a review, we will read it. That offer still stands. You guys, it's yeah. like out there. Do it. I <laughs> mean, she just read that out? long email, which was an awesome email. Oh my God. So good. Seriously. And here's the truth too. And our, whoever has written to us will know we read yeah. everything. You guys tweet at us, Instagram to us, email us. We read every single thing. And I, we, I can't read the tweets though. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's not on social media y'all um it's okay every which i i, I always sign our tweet responses as me like, yeah, I know. Like, I, which at, at this point it's like it's all it's almost like duh but yeah. I'm like i need to be fair like it's just lady j reading these. imagine one day t read this one and she responded. one day one day um anyway point being like we want to engage with you guys like you know, we want to hear your questions. We want to hear your thoughts. If we say some shit on here, that's yeah. just like that, like sparks a thought or like a if question. Or if you're like, ah, I don't, I completely disagree, and you want to like crap all over us, like that's cool. Like just let us know because we want to do the best show for you guys. Guys, we're watching Seventh Heaven. That's a lot of punishment. <laughs> now we want to interact with you. Okay. Yeah. We welcome like this everybody. Is, this is a fun show. Like or we, at least we want it to be. <laughs> no, yeah. No, it's a fun show. We w- and we want it to be better because we want the show to be better, 7th Heaven. But it's not. So guess what? You this is where you come in. That's right. Please, 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 please. <laughs> Why am I mimicking you? Cuz it's it's cute. I like it. Please, please, please. <laughs> please. Uh all right. Well, you can find us on all the social medias yep. at the number four heaven's sake pod. You know this, guys. It's yeah. all in the liner notes. You can write to us at for heaven's sake show at gmail.com, all spelled out. And also, for those lovely listeners of you, what? That's not English. For those <laughs> of you lovely people who want to support us in a monetary fashion mm-hmm. if you will um we have a patreon we're on patreon.com slash for heaven's sake pod that's the number for heaven's sake pod much like our social media handles uh-huh. um where um if you subscribe you become an honorary heaven head and you get access to two bonus episodes a month of us doing like live commentary on movies that T has seen that I have not. Um, you know, it's something that we've sort of been talking about since the beginning of the show two years ago. Can yeah. you believe it? There's a lot of movies that she's seen that I have not. And so we're doing two a month of those. So if you head on over to patreon.com slash the number four heaven's sake pod, you can subscribe and get access to those. There's like, like a lot of episodes on there already. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we've like, done some pretty good damage. Like 15 or I think 20 so. episodes or something yeah. crazy like that. Like we're pumping through them. Mm-hmm. So if you subscribe now, there's already like so much content on there. You I guys, know. it's so exciting. So that's patreon.com slash the number four heaven's sake pod. And until next time. Bye. Bye.